live from the Redeemer Radio 95.7 studios in the shadows of the Golden Dome. This is Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Notre Dame has a spot in the ACC championship game in two weeks secured, and today they can win the outright ACC regular season title with a home victory over Syracuse in the regular season finale for the Irish. Welcome to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Notre Dame FCU, where you bank does matter. I'm Angel DiCarlo. It is senior day for Notre Dame as they are heavy favorites against 1-9 and nine Syracuse. Kickoff at Notre Dame Stadium set for 2.30 p.m. John Brock filling in this week for Kevin Downey. John, a former quarterback at Marion High School. He's been our analyst for high school football 95.7 the last two years and is a sophomore at Notre Dame. John, how are you? Kind of crazy that this is the regular season finale, isn't it? It is definitely crazy that we've made it this far in the season. I know that you look back at the summer and there was all up in the air, social media with Trevor Lawrence leading the front and then Notre Dame joining the ACC and all that news and now going into the the 10th game and the the season finale regular season finale it's just uh, crazy to be here, but the Irish at 9-0 and definitely have to be thankful that it worked out this way. Yeah, I think they definitely are. Now, Kevin is not here today because, uh, well, COVID is running through his household right now, unfortunately. So we ask that you pray for the Downey family. Kevin and Kathy have nine kids, so you can imagine everything they're going through right now to keep everyone safe and healthy. Kevin was a great high school football coach. I joked this week with him that he just needs to give a pregame, halftime, and postgame speech each day and take it one day at a time with uh, with his kids through quarantine. So Kevin, Kathy, Sarah, Emily, Joey, Grace, Andrew, Claire, Katie, Michael, and Matthew, we are praying for each one of you for a healthy and speedy recovery. Absolutely, and way to get those names in there too, Angelo. <laughs> I, I made sure to clarify the order. I went in order of uh, oldest to youngest there to make sure uh, we got all them in, and I, I hope they're they're all doing well this morning and feeling good. All right, on tap on this morning's show, our uh, spotlight interview is with former Notre Dame captain and a member of the 2012 Irish team that will that played for a national title. One of my all-time favorites, Capron Lewis Moore. With a win today, Ian Book becomes the all-time winningest quarterback at in Notre Dame history. Pretty crazy. We'll hear from Brian Kelly on that. Plus, could Notre Dame lose defensive coordinator Clark Lee to his alma mater, Vanderbilt, now that their head coaching job is open? We'll uh, discuss that as well. But really, um, let's start with the fact that Notre Dame has a spot in the ACC championship game secured. I'm sure there's many listening right now to going, wait, I'm confused. Aren't they supposed to play a game next week and, and play Wake Forest? And why is this the regular season finale? Well, the game at Wake Forest next Saturday canceled on Tuesday by the ACC. They also canceled the Clemson at Florida State game. That one was a little more interesting because Dabo was not exactly happy with Florida State after they wouldn't let him play two weeks ago. So I think there was a little – there was definitely a little, you know, I don't know what's going to happen here with Clemson and uh, and Florida State from the ACC. So they're like, you know what, let's just cancel both games and then we, we're out of this mess, right, John? Absolutely, and I think uh, the ACC saw that opportunity and they saw the, the reasoning of, you know, judging everyone on the same nine uh, nine game 
uh, schedule in the ACC. And so they wanted, I mean, they, they saw a lot of reasons to go this way and not many to keep it the way it was. So I think that's why they decided to switch it. Yeah, no doubt about that. There is that benefit as well for the, the nine-game slate. Uh, for for each team now because Miami had lost some games. So uh, Notre Dame has clinched a spot in the ACC title game regardless of what happens today as a result. Clemson can clinch a spot with a win today over Virginia Tech. Now, if Clemson were to get upset, Miami can get into the ACC title game with wins over Duke and North Carolina. Obviously, uh, that's not something we expect. We fully expect that this will be Notre Dame versus Clemson in two weeks uh, at Notre Dame Stadium. So uh, that, that would be pretty exciting. Now, the news of, hey, Notre Dame just clinched a spot in the ACC championship game kind of came out of nowhere during uh, player interviews this week. It was literally during the player interviews this week that that actually uh, came to be. So let's hear from Notre Dame running back Kyron Williams as he was told about uh, the fact that, hey, you guys are in the ACC championship game. I mean, that's, it's, it's crazy because, you know, you come to Notre Dame, you don't think you're going to play in any conference games, nothing. But now, look, we're in the ACC conference championship for the first time in Notre Dame history and the first time ever in my career, ever in my career. So, you know, this is a, this is a goal we, we, as a team, we've been uh, preaching on since we joined the ACC that, that we, that we were going to come in here and we were going to come compete for ACC championship, no matter what it was. So um, I feel like that now that we're at that goal or not yet, we still got Syracuse, but now that we, we can see that we see that goal in the future that we just can't forget that we still got to, um, we can't forget that we still got to keep working to get to that goal. We haven't accomplished anything yet. I love I love that comment about Syracuse. Oh, well, we still have Syracuse. Yeah, that's how you should view my alma mater. We just have Syracuse because <laughs> we are not going to talk that much about Syracuse today because they're not very good. My alma mater is terrible at 1-9 and nine on the season, so this probably won't be much of a game. We'll give you a preview in a little bit. But, you know, John, a chance to to win the outright ACC regular season title today, and obviously Clemson looming in two weeks most likely for, for a rematch. Um, you know, it, it's hard not to look ahead, right, to two weeks. This kind of feels like that uh, that, that that week before that Pittsburgh game and everything for, for Notre Dame where you already started looking ahead to, to the Clemson game because of the fact that, you know, there's not as great of an opponent before it. Absolutely. And, and let me just first say, I love it that my school that I attend gets to talk about your alma mater overlooking it like that. But uh, definitely it, they clinched that that uh, birth into the ACC championship. And obviously the first year in the ACC for Notre Dame and just having this success uh, in, in that league and, and being able to make it is huge. But since they have that clinched, that as you heard, I mean, they're already overlooking Syracuse a little bit. And he mentioned that they still have work to do. But it's hard when you already have that clinch spot in the championship. You're looking towards the, the college football playoff coming up soon. I mean, it definitely gets in the minds of these players. You start to overlook, and that can be really bad for the team. Look, they need they can use the bye week next week to, to kind of regroup uh, with injuries and everything and get set. The, the one thing is that they obviously had the competitive game against North Carolina. You, you do want to get some good, valuable opportunities today so that you know, in two weeks' time, you're not rusty against Clemson. All of a sudden, you know, you, you, if today turns into almost like a another bye week, then, you know, it might feel more like a bowl game against Clemson in a couple of weeks rather than you clicking on all cylinders. Absolutely, and I think what it really will end up feeling more like is a bowl game in that championship game because, I mean, 
all odds are that Clemson playing Virginia Tech is able to win that one most likely almost as handily, if not more, than Notre Dame and Syracuse. So they're going to have a similar situation on that side. So both teams are going to have that break going into that championship game. So it'll definitely be like that wait for a bowl game, and both teams are going to have to, to battle that going into it. So I think it'll kind of balance out on both sides. Now, for, for guys like uh, fifth-year senior Adi Ogundeje, who almost certainly playing their, their final games at Notre Dame Stadium, you can't technically know that with any guy this year because everyone got, gets an extra year of eligibility. But, uh, you know, remember, he was a true freshman when Notre Dame was 4-8 and eight in 2016. He was asked this week what he feels was the biggest help in the turnaround from that season to what how Notre Dame is playing now. Let's listen into Ade on that. Uh, I would say after this season, when uh, Belez came along, I think that was just a big turning point for us because, you know, he brought in a discipline to our team, and, but also a strength and conditioning and mental side of it, too. So I think when we had that new staff and new change, we all knew that, you know, this was a new program. We're going to go somewhere that we haven't been before, and we're going to push ourselves like we haven't pushed ourselves before. No, no question. Matt Bayless has done an incredible job uh, as the strength and conditioning coach. Uh, Notre Dame, really, in many ways, John, they they look stronger, tougher, meaner. They have a, a, a bigger swagger, and that has just increased year year by year, really. Absolutely, no doubt about that. I mean, you just look at this Notre Dame defense and what they uh, have been able to do this year, and going back a little bit. They definitely, you can tell that difference. They're, they're bigger and stronger. That defensive line fights in there to get tackles for a loss and sacks. And, I mean, just look at that, that one highlight clip that you see over and over again with Owusu Koromoa getting that, <laughs> that strip for the touchdown. I mean, that is pure strength in there, too, getting that ball, fighting through, and getting to the end zone. So you can really tell the difference on that defensive side of the ball. All right, we want to say a big thank you to Tyrac for all their support of our internship program that we run with students from St. Joseph and Marion High Schools here in Michiana. The students receive practical college-level internship experience helping out with our broadcasts of high school football and basketball. Wouldn't be possible without the underwriting support from the folks at Tyrac. More tires, great prices. Visit TireRack.com. John is, a, I guess, a graduate of our internship program, was part of the initial year uh, uh I guess three years ago, two years ago now, and um, now has become our analyst for high school football here filling in, filled in last night for high school basketball. So you're getting a a lot of opportunities with us, John, but we're excited to have you here with uh, Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays this morning, and and we talk about Notre Dame having that swagger and playing better, and a lot of that has to do with the way they play at home. Uh, and an opportunity today for a third straight undefeated home season. Really remarkable. And it's just impressive. I mean, the the, the work that they've been able to have the last three seasons and at home with, with I mean, I all those straight wins, Ian Book leading all of them as well, and just the team feels more comfortable at home. He feels more comfortable at the helm. And especially this year with mostly just the, the students around, some faculty and staff, it, it was more of a, a tight-knit home environment. And uh, and so they were able to just thrive in that, it seemed like. All right, let's hear from uh, Brian Kelly and Ade Ogundeje about Notre Dame winning 23 straight games at home dating back to 2017. Undefeated seasons in 2018 and 2019. Notre Dame has not gone undefeated at home in three straight seasons since 87 through 89. 
And, of course, they had a national title during that run, their last one. So Notre Dame's true seniors have a 24-1 home record in their careers at Notre Dame Stadium. Here's what Brian Kelly and Ade Ogundeji had to say about Notre Dame's success in terms of the home win streak. Anytime that you win consistently, and we're talking about 23 consecutive games at home, it's, it's something to feel uh, a great deal of pride about. I think what is most important about this is the consistency in preparation and in performance. You, you have to do that over three years, and that is an incredible achievement um, for everybody involved. The win at home, you know, you got to have the, the energy at home. You got to protect the house all the time. And I think for us, we always make that a part of the season before the season. You know, we always talk about protecting the house and understanding saying that when we go out there on that stadium that it's our house and we got to protect it at all times. That's Brian Kelly and Ade Ogundeji talking about Notre Dame's home win streak and an opportunity to uh, extend that. The last loss was the Georgia game back in uh, 2017. And, uh, you know, senior day will look different today. No students at the game, faculty and staff and families only. Senior day will be held uh, off until after the game. Players will get to spend time with families on the field after the game for pictures. Um, John, you've been at the games this year. You won't be there today. Uh, you'll have family there, but you won't be there. Uh, wh what has this year been like for you as a student being there and trying to create an atmosphere when there's only 10,000 of you instead of 80,000 in the stands? It is no doubt obviously been different this year. I think I have a, a bit of a unique perspective, you know, growing up in this area and I went to Notre Dame games, you know, all through my childhood. And then this year having a different perspective with only students in the stadium, it was definitely very different. But as I mentioned a little bit earlier, it was more of a like tight knit environment and Students obviously are usually the loudest part of that stadium, and so having them spread out through the whole, out the whole thing, I mean, you get the loudest fans all over the place, so that definitely helped fill in a little bit of that void and not having 80,000 people there. But it definitely has been very different, but I think in somewhat of a good way because these are the students and faculty and staff are some of the most avid fans for this team, and so they're cheering the loudest, and they know who's on the field and are cheering on. So I think that definitely uh, was a, a good environment to have in this situation. It'll be interesting to see without the students today what the environment will be like, right? I mean, it'll, it'll be different. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to be watching closely because, I mean, that's going to be a, a really, really empty Notre Dame Stadium today uh, without the – I mean, it was majority of people at, at the last five home games were the 8,000 students. So, I mean, it's going to be – pretty much empty uh, and, and silent in there. So that'll definitely be a change uh, for this Notre Dame home team. All right, programming note for next week with Notre Dame off next Saturday. We'll take one week off as well. So no show for us next Saturday, but we'll be back with you on December 19th, two weeks from today with Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays to preview the ACC championship game. All right, we're off and running here. We'll preview today's game at Syracuse, but not much to preview, though, there. My alma mater stinks, as I've mentioned throughout, just 1-9 on the season. Plus, I chat with one of my all-time favorite players, Capron Lewis Moore, and ask him to compare the 2012 defense to 2020. And when we come back, well, it's Kyron Williams. And his breakout season, how it felt to get a tweet of congrats from LeBron James. Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays is back right after this on Redeemer Radio. Elevate 150 Financial Checkups. 
at Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Here's how it works. Go online and schedule a 30-minute phone call. They'll guide you through your credit report to find ways to improve your financial health. Then they'll send $150 in your name to redeem a radio. For information, visit NotreDameFCU.com elevate. You already share our values. Why not share in our benefits? Notre Dame FCU. Welcome back on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Angel DiCarlo along with John Brock filling in for Kevin Downey so far today. And John doing a nice job with us. If you like all things Notre Dame, stick around after our show for Church Life Today with Lenny DiLorenzo of the Institute of Church Life at Notre Dame is your host. It's all local Saturday on Redeemer Radio. Church Life Today is next, followed by Dr. Doctor at 11 and Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes coming up at noon. All right, uh, let's move on and talk a little bit more about the personnel on the field for today's game for, for Notre Dame. And the offensive line is, you know, kind of one of the big topics in terms of um, where Notre Dame stands and really whether or not this team can beat Clemson in two weeks and make a run for a national championship, John. Obviously, they, they, they lost a couple of players. Jared Patterson out for the season. Tommy Kramer has been out injured as well. Kramer available today in emergency situation only. Basically, if they need him, they'll play him, but they shouldn't need him, so he won't play. Um and, and I think here's the big situation. they got to get some chemistry going on this offensive line, and, and it might be hard to get because they just have different guys moving in and out, and that might be tough uh, come two weeks from now against Clemson. No doubt. And, I mean, the, the, the thing is that this offensive line has been the, the strong point for Notre Dame, I mean, this year and going back. And so mixing things up is definitely not what you want to do, especially this late in the season, and especially at that center position uh, with Patterson out. Switching that up, he, that's the leader of that offensive line. So switching that up, getting a new guy in there, getting better chemistry, as you mentioned, is definitely going to be difficult this late in the season, but that's what they're going to have to do. All right, if uh, Zeke Carell is good to go today, he has a high ankle sprain, he will start at center and Josh Lug at guard like they did against North Carolina. If Carell cannot go, Lug will start at center and Dylan Gibbons at guard. Now, the question is who will start at center in the ACC championship game? No question Tommy Kramer is going to start at guard in that game. Um, so we'll, this could be a, a auditioning of sorts for, for Lug and um, Carell. Um, here's the way I look at it. Uh, this is really good for next year because you're going to have Zeke Carell, Josh Lug, and Jared Patterson when he returns from injury, all kind of pseudo returning starters. But for this year, you know, when you're playing, you're trying to win a national championship, it's kind of still in that in between range, and, and you really want to get it going. And you mentioned how important that center position is. You're, you're a former quarterback. That, that quarterback center exchange is so critical in, in a game. And, you know, there was a moment against North Carolina where Carell did snap the ball a little low a couple times. Luckily, Ian Book was able to clean it up, and, and it worked to Notre Dame's advantage. But, you know, that can that could be a difference maker in, in a big game. Well, and I was uh, about to bring exactly that up. I mean, if you go back and look at the beginning of that North Carolina game, I mean, there's a, a handful of, of low snaps that are off the point at the beginning of the game, and the entire offensive line struggles a little bit at the start there. Uh, for the Irish. So, I mean, you, you look at that, and it, it is that it takes a second, especially for, for a young guy like Correll, 
trying to get that rhythm in, trying to get those snaps where Book likes them. I mean, you got someone like Patterson in there who, who's one of only two centers that, that Book has worked with in his time at Notre Dame, and he knows what, what to do exactly as a quarterback back there. I mean, sometimes you can even get a center there who gets the ball with the laces to your fingers just how you like it, and that's you get that rhythm in. So switching that up definitely adds that level of difficulty as well as the center just being in the middle of that line and having to have the knowledge and communication skills to work with those guys to the right and left and obviously even mixing up a little bit of who's around him. But that all comes together to make it more difficult for this offensive line. One guy that has benefited greatly from the play of the offensive line, and really the offensive line has benefited for how much, uh, how well he has played as well, is Kyron Williams. Needs 99 yards today to reach 1,000 on the season. Has 901 yards, 12 touchdown runs. Uh, he's been fabulous this year for, for Notre Dame and, and really maybe uh, one of their, I don't want to say unsung heroes because I think we're all singing his praises, but he may be one of their mo- he's got to be their most improved player in many ways in terms of a guy who came from really didn't do much of anything last year to being one of the stars on this year's team well and it's something that that we hear time and time again around Notre Dame football this year with Kyron Williams is you know you're saying not quite an unsung hero but definitely an unexpected hero for there you this go Notre Dame see team. you come up with the better words than I do <laughs> But uh, he definitely was because it was a, a question mark on, on who was going to really step in at that running back position before the season. But now, looking back, you kind of wonder how that was the case with Kyron Williams stepping up so big and, and getting such big runs in, in virtually every game this year and, and coming in really to just support that Notre Dame se- season, especially early on. The passing game was struggling a little bit, and he really stepped up, and now he's just helping balance that offense. So definitely a, a key to the Notre Dame team stepping up this year is Williams. I mean, he's playing so well. LeBron James tweeted at him uh, last week. Uh, ND Kyron Williams, I see you hit him with the silencer to close out this game as LeBron was watching on between Notre Dame and North Carolina in the Irish win in that game. Pretty cool to get a shout-out from uh, the greatest basketball player in the NBA, and uh, especially when you didn't play last year, as we mentioned. Here's what Kyron Williams had to say about when he heard that LeBron had been tweeting at him. When everybody in the locker room started coming up to me talking about how uh, LeBron tweeted about me, blah, 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 all of that. So I was like, I was shocked, you know, I had, I went to go look and, and he did, you know, I was just, it was a really big blessing for me, you know, like my, that's, that's my superhero as a kid. And as of right now, just seeing the way he, everybody looks at him and how he's changing the world, you know, it's just, it's something I'll never forget. And I'll always be grateful for it. It's been huge. You know, I never would have guessed where I'm at right now. Um, it's just, talks to like the, the work I put in through quarantine, the six months that we went through away from here and the dedication, uh, just made sure that no matter what it was, that if I put my, put this work in that I, it, nothing, no one's going to over, uh, outwork me. So just having that mentality and coming through this, it's, it's, it's been helpful. Uh, no, no question. He put in the work because he, he was not many people are wondering, well, why was this guy not playing last year? Well, he, he wasn't ready to go. He had a he had to take that his game to the to the next level, John, to to get himself uh, ready to go, and and now he has, and he's taken the most of that opportunity, and has been just outstanding for this team. Absolutely, and I mean, I know a, a lot of people looked at him in the past, and you know, he was on the bench, not quite what Notre Dame had wanted him to be, wondering if it was going to be a situation where one of those guys who doesn't get in transfers or what happens with him. But as he said, he put in the work over over quarantine. I think coronavirus really benefited. Kyron Williams, and, and he was able to, to get a lot better, as you said, probably most improved 
uh, he would definitely be a contender for that on this team. And so he was able to, to put in that work and clearly this year a, a very different player than in the past when he wasn't quite getting that playing time. And so that's been huge for the Irish. Now, Ian Book, 29-3 and as a starter. Win today gives him more wins as the Notre Dame quarterback than any Notre Dame quarterback in program history. Currently tied with Brady Quinn, Ron Paulus, and Tom Clements. Uh, I mean, unbelievable that he could become the winningest uh, quarterback in Notre Dame history today. It shows you how far he's come. It is completely uh, unbelievable. I mean, you, you read through the names, and Brady Quinn, Ron Paulus, and Tom Clements. I mean, those are some great Notre Dame quarterbacks, and Ian Book going up and above them possibly today and most likely this season. So uh, definitely. And most likely uh, today. Most likely today. Almost certainly but, today. Uh, Otherwise, we won't be talking him in a positive light if it doesn't happen today. <laughs> That's true, and, and that fumble in the Clemson game will come back to bite him. But yeah. he, uh, he is, he's definitely stepped up big, and, and speaking of that, that was one of his, it virtually his only big mistake in that game, and he's just been playing. The, the thing about Book is that he just plays such a clean game, especially this season, that that allows him to be a winner because, as many people are point out with Book, you know, he's not that necessarily – he's stepped up a little bit, but he hasn't always been that big quarterback that – that name, first name that comes to your mind, like Trevor Lawrence or, or whatnot, but he, he plays clean, and that what, that's what allows him to win these games. Yeah, that fumble stands out, but in terms of turnovers, he's not had issues with that. Only one interception all year while he's thrown 12 touchdown passes, so he's been great in that regard. All right, here's what uh, Brian Kelly had to say this week when uh, you know he was asked about Ian Book being on the verge of having more wins at quarterback than anyone in Notre Dame history. You know, Notre Dame is, is steeped in tradition and in history. And uh, to go down as the all-time winningest quarterback, um, wow, right? I mean, <laughs> pretty good. I'd like that on my resume. Um, so Ian Book has got a great opportunity with one win to become the all-time winningest quarterback at Notre Dame. Um, it, it might get you a gig on Fox, even, you know, Brady, that was said in all uh, sincerity. Um, but it, it's just it just goes to um, the, the mental toughness, uh, the ability to come out week in and week out. You got to have a little luck to stay injury free, right, to play that many games. Um, but he takes care of himself. He's mentally prepared week in and week out. Um, and, and to, to, again, to achieve at that level at, at Notre Dame, uh, is an amazing feat. And, um, we're going to make sure he gets to that. I, I think coach said it best by saying, wow, you know, had the little delay and then just said, wow. He's like, yeah, you're right. It is pretty darn impressive. Now he doesn't have Johnny Lujak caught him winning percentage. Uh, Johnny Lujak, who former Heisman winner and arguably the greatest player in Notre Dame history, was 21-1 and in his career. But, you know, book closing in on that, 29-3, and 30-3 after today, not bad at all. And uh, as we mentioned, he's been playing uh, re really good football. Let's switch sides real quick and, and note on the defense. Uh, John, how impressed were you with the way the secondary stepped up last week, especially with uh, Kyle Hamilton not being in in the second half and other guys just stepping up and, and playing well to make sure that that was an issue against North Carolina's potent uh, passing attack? Well, I think it was huge because, as you mentioned, Kyle Hamilton was out that whole second half, 
and the defense didn't miss a beat. I mean, they didn't allow any scores at all from uh, from North Carolina there in the second half, and, and that's without Kyle Hamilton, who when you think about the Notre Dame secondary, I mean, that's the first name that comes to your mind, and, and he's definitely the, the leader uh, on, on probably that defense as a whole is seen as a leader, and they're missing him. Guys have to step up, step in, and that shows a little bit of depth on that defense, being able to, to step in and hold a team to no scores and a very good offensive scoring team in North Carolina. Notre Dame third in the country in third down conversion defense, 10th in scoring defense, just giving up 16.7 points per game, 8th in team tackles for loss, 8.3 a game, which is really impressive. Tackles for loss was an area that Notre Dame almost never got anything in five years ago under Brian Van Gorder. Clark Lee is the mastermind of this defense, has been phenomenal. Now there's the speculation with Vanderbilt, his alma mater, having a head coaching job opening. Maybe he goes to Vanderbilt. Uh, I think it's a no-brainer for Vanderbilt to come after Clark Lee. The question is whether or not Clark Lee ultimately wants to go to Vanderbilt or, or not. I don't know if you can win at Vanderbilt, so it'll be interesting to see what he decides to do. But the most likely scenario is he probably should take another head coaching job before you know he ultimately maybe becomes the Notre Dame head coach after Brian Kelly because many believe he could be the next Notre Dame coach but he may need that experience of playing in another game uh, coaching as a head coach somewhere else before becoming the Notre Dame head coach well I, I definitely think that would be uh, good for him as much as Notre Dame people wouldn't like to see him go I don't know I mean, obviously, he's the Vanderbilt grad. Uh, I know that they made a statement, their athletic director made a statement about looking for someone offensive-minded, so maybe not going there. We're not sure. But he definitely, uh, you know, he was up for that BC position uh, in the past, and he definitely would benefit greatly from running that entire team because it's a very different thing, you know, being in charge of the team as opposed to just one side of the ball. So I think he would benefit from that, and especially if you're a Notre Dame person, you might even want to root for it, especially because you want, uh, if he comes back, a more well-rounded person at the helm. There's no Notre Dame person rooting for it right now. They just want to win now. They'll worry about that later. He was linebacker's coach at Syracuse from 2013 to 2015, so I'm rooting for Dino Dino Babers to be let go, and Clark Lee just goes back to Syracuse and does that. Uh, that's that's not going to happen, so we, we don't have to worry about that. All right, uh, coming up, what does a former Irish captain and defensive end from the 2012 Notre Dame squad. Think of the way this year's defensive pl is playing. And, you know, can they uh, contend for a national championship in 2020 compared to where the team was in 2012 and take that next step and win a national title this year versus uh, 2012 when they were blown out in the national championship game? We're going to talk to Capron Lewis Moore, our special guest, one of my all time favorites, when Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays returns on Redeemer Radio. Join Bishop Kevin Rhodes Wednesdays at noon for a new episode of Truth and Charity. Each week, he has a conversation with host Kyle Hyman about scripture, the lives of the saints, and issues affecting Catholics today. Listen to episodes anytime by going to RedeemerRadio.com or search for Truth and Charity on the Apple, Google, or Spotify podcast apps. Then share your favorite with a friend. Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes is brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome back on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Angel DiCarlo alongside John Brock filling in for Kevin Downey today. Again, continue prayers to the Downey family as they have COVID running through the household. 11 people in that house. Kevin and Kathy have nine kids, so our continued prayers with the Downey family as uh, hopefully everyone going to get healthy and feeling better real soon. Um, we continue on Notre Dame taking on Syracuse kickoff at 2.30 today in the regular season finale for the Irish. Already clinched a spot in the ACC championship game, and they can win the outright ACC championship uh, regular season title with a victory today. Now, today will also be unique in the sense that not only is it senior day and the regular season finale, which doesn't happen on the same day usually, um, that familiar sound of here come the Irish pregame Uh, May never sound the same again. That's because Mike Collins, the PA announcer, after 39 seasons, going to step down after today's game. Uh, Worked at WNDU for 27 years, at WSBT for 10 years, but many, many know know him as the voice of Notre Dame Stadium. So, uh, John, like you mentioned earlier, you're you're a student now, but you've been going to Notre Dame games your whole life. Uh, It's going to be really strange not to have Mike Collins as the PA announcer in, in years to come. Uh, no question there. I, I mean, uh, when you look at it, he's been doing this for for 39 seasons. I'm 20 years old, so about double my lifetime <laughs> is how long he's been uh, announcing for the Irish. So uh, definitely a, a, a staple of that game day at Notre Dame. And, and having gone to games, I mean, for for four years or five years, starting a little before high school and now going into uh, being a student at Notre Dame, I've missed, I, I think, only two home games. Uh, in that whole stretch and so you know his voice on a Saturday in the fall is something that I've been hearing uh, year after year and and throughout my whole uh, life growing up here in South Bend so having someone different next year will definitely be different but Mike Collins has definitely uh, been a staple of this home game experience and it's definitely he will be missed uh, at Notre Dame. Well, I'm 38, so he's even been doing it. Uh, he's been doing it a year longer than I've been born myself. So uh, there you go. He's definitely been doing it for for quite some time. All right, uh, Capron Lewis Moore, defensive end on the 2012 Notre Dame team, play, that played for a national title. Captain on that team, tore his ACL in that game. He's our spotlight interview uh, this week. High character guy. You know, tore his ACL in that national championship game, but the Ravens drafted him anyway, um, even though he was injured in the sixth round because of how how much of a high-character guy he was. Um, you know, injuries really plagued his chance in the NFL. He's one of my all-time favorite guys that I've covered in 14 years of Notre Dame football. We talked a lot about this year's Irish squad and how it compares to 2012. Here's my conversation with former Irish captain, Capron Lewis Moore. One of my favorite guys. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. You're my favorite, man. It's always oh, good to hear. I'm your you. favorite. That's that's impressive. That's, <laughs> that's good to no, hear. Everybody, everybody's great now. Not even my wife says I'm her favorite, so it's good to hear. Hey, <laughs> update us on what you're what you're up to these days. For those that are are wondering what uh, one of Notre Dame's all time favorites is is doing. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm done with football, so you know. The NFL story chapter book is closed. But right now I'm working with Fanatics as a recruiting coordinator. Uh, I basically help uh, place uh, people in our warehouses in Jacksonville. Okay. So I support that team. Now, football coming to a close, uh, obviously I know there's there was just a litany of injuries for you. Um, yeah. how, how difficult was that to hang it up? and and But just take us through. I mean, you had a lot of injuries over the yeah, years. Yeah, a lot. Starting at Notre Dame. 
Yeah, started Notre Dame, you know, with the ACL and just kind of quick timeline, you know, Notre Dame, ACL, was fortunate enough to get drafted by the Baltimore Ravens, sixth round. So I was there in Baltimore, missed my rookie year rehabbing, and then second year, tear my Achilles. So after that, you know, obviously this is where it starts going downhill. So uh, tore my Achilles, third year, made the squad. And then, you know, my fourth and fifth year, I was bunched around for practice squad eligibility and things. And then after Baltimore, I got an opportunity to come to Chicago. And then after, when I was in Chicago, hurt my knee. Uh, so this first game, first game of the preseason, hurt my knee. You know, they released me after that, went back to Baltimore, finished out some practice squad again. After Baltimore, went to Jacksonville, high ankle sprain in training camp, you know, obviously down in the dumps again. And then after Jacksonville, went to San Francisco, same, you know, like everybody knows, guests again, got hurt, uh, like third day of training camp, torn groin. So after that last injury, it was kind of, you know, you run into a brick wall and you think you're doing something different or, you know, it's kind of, it was tough to hang it up. And I felt like I was doing the same thing and not get, getting the same results. So for me, just kind of hanging it up and, you know, taking that hard decision, it was, it was really tough for sure. You're one of the most positive people uh, I've ever met. You're always smiling. How did you stay positive during all those difficult times? Because, I mean, that that is a lot to go through. Uh, it was not easy. I'm not even gonna sit. I'm gonna be honest with you. It was very tough. A lot of a lot of hard night. A lot of long nights. A lot of tears. A lot of frustration. Um, you know, basically just. My family, my friends, you know, just words of encouragement, you know, support me. And even when I had tough times, you know, just having people I can lean to and talk with. And a lot of my friends are, you know, actually I met at Notre Dame, you would know, you know, Darius Fleming, uh, Ian Williams, you know, Ty Atkins, those, those are my, some of my closest friends. And, you know, just kind of bouncing things off of them, talking with my family and that really kept me going for sure. Okay. Capron Lewis Moore, former Notre Dame captain from the 2012 squad, joining us here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Okay, Cap, let's put you on the spot. Everyone likes to ask Brian Kelly which defense is his oh, best here we ever. Go. I knew it was, so we're going to put it, it right away. That 2012 defense was really good, but this defense is pretty good too. Where, where do you feel you guys compare uh, in terms of your defense versus their defense? It's, I see a lot of similarities. They, they play really hard. I love the physicality. And, uh, you know, it looks like they've got some depth, too, as well. You know, uh, it looks like they play well together, um, especially the defensive coordinator, Clark, Clark Lee. I mean, hats off to him. Hopefully, uh, he doesn't – he might get <laughs> – we keep in Notre Dame for a while. But he's doing a great job, and those guys are real physical. And uh, it's fun to watch. And I love how they get after the quarterback. And, uh, you know, obviously playing defensive line, I kind of – kind of a little – I stay. I always pay attention to defense line a lot, but if I had to choose one, I'm always going to go with the 2012 team. Like I thought, you know, I'm not. I can't. I can't do that to my 2012 boys. But um, I think right now it's fun watching them play, and they're great. And uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, with this playoff, we keep this thing rolling. Now, okay, fine. You're going with the 2012 defense. How about the <laughs> team as a whole? Would you give that to 2020 right now? Would you say this team? Oh, for I would definitely say, you know, um, this team in 2020, they are complete, you know, offensively, defensively, special teams. They have, they're, pretty, they're rolling pretty well. How so. much fun is it to watch watch this team play? 
it's so fun. I, I, I see a little swagger in them. You know, they got a little 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 attitude, and it's, it's fun to watch them have fun. And, you know, offenses, you know, they're rolling. Guys are stepping up. You know, offensive line, you know, those guys are playing really physical. And, you know, I think, like I said, uh, they're just a complete team. Well, Kirk Hershey thinks we're a complete team as, as well, so. Well, Kirk Hershey's made some interesting yeah. comments this yeah, week in, right. many, yeah. in many ways. So, um, yeah. take us back to 2012 and that incredible ride for 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 you guys and for you in particular. That was kind of like that was the year that you kind of stepped up and you became a captain and, and and you did such an incredible job with that team. How much fun, looking back, was it to be a part of that squad? You know, one of the things of that 2012 team that I kind of take with me that we were really close. Like we out off the field, we we really we were really close. We we hung out, we ate together, we, you know, we even went out on the weekends together. So we were really close off the field, and uh, and I think when you we grew that brotherhood off the field, I really felt like uh, that really means something. So when it's in the nitty gritty, when when you know all those one yard stops we had, you know, just knowing that the guy next to you is really gonna, you know, that you know the guy inside and you know, inside and out, off the field, on the field and off the field, you know there's going to lay it out there for you. So I think that was a real big thing for that 2012 team. What was your – what was maybe a favorite moment you had from that season? There's a lot. I think one of them is a couple. When we beat Michigan State, I think Coach Elston was like, hey, we're, we're, we're pretty damn <laughs> – we're, we're pretty solid right now. And it was that – there's a little minor moments, and I think um, – Going to Oklahoma and uh, beating Oklahoma at night, you know, at OU, you know, I, I think that was one of that was that was a great moment. But obviously, I think that the last game of the season after you know after we beat USC, then we were about to go to national championship. Probably those three were one of the most. Then. Yeah, yeah, 1A, B, and C. Sure. Fair enough. Uh, Capra yeah. Lewis Moore, former Irish uh, defensive end, joining us here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. How often, how painful is the memory of the national championship game? I know when I f- see you on Twitter, someone brings it up. You're <laughs> you're always responding. You don't even ignore it. You're just like, whatever. Ah, You know, you know I like, I definitely love to engage with fans. And uh, I like to give a hard, give a hard time because I mean, guys, this is 2012. Like, we lost the game. We get it. It's tough. It's hard. If it's hard for you, imagine for how hard it's for us. We got. Can we move on? Like, it's okay. That's that that that's why I wanted to ask the question yeah, because I knew yeah. I knew you were going to be like, "Come on, are we still going to talk yeah. about this?" Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's so long ago, but it, I mean, it was a fun year. Um, you know, a lot of people like to bring it up and have to joke around with it and stuff, but it, it was fun and. Uh, you know, anytime somebody brings it up, I always like to give it a hard time. So it's, it's all it's all love here. Now, sure. obviously, though, in all seriousness, at the you know, in that game was one of the toughest of your careers. Uh, that you know, that's when you got injured uh, toward the ACL. Um, I remember that moment in the locker room talking to you, and you were you were beyond devastated. I don't know if it was as much for the injury, the loss, combination of both, knowing. This could hurt your draft situation. You know, mm-hmm. take us back to that. What what was what was all all that was going through your mind in, in those moments a, after that game when you realized you were hurt? I think it was a combination of all three. Um, I, honestly, it was like a blur that after I got hurt, I just felt like everything was just moving so fast. And you know, once you get hurt, it's, you know, national championship, big stage. You know, you're for 
think you're going here, but you know, you're ever going to play again. So it's all, all that, uh, all that was going through my mind. And, uh, but at the same time, like it, it was hard. It was tough, you know, but at the, it honestly was just a blur to me and it, it was tough. <laughs> so, yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, Cap, you, we, we talk about how you got through some of these moments. Did, did your faith help you through, through all the, the injuries and the difficult moments as well? It did. It did. And at first I was, I was really frustrated as well, but you know, my mom is, a, you know, she's strongly, she's strongly in her faith, you know, down in Texas, you know, we were going to church, you know, Baptist down there. And, uh, you know, we, you know, we prayed a lot, you know, there, there was times I was frustrated, but, you know, really having somebody to really ground me and like, you know, talk to my mom and kind of get into, you know, faith and everything that really helped me a lot as well. So it kind of, kind of cooled me off and, um, helped a lot for sure all right how much have you been praying now for this 2020 team in in terms of just were you praying a lot during the Clemson game let me ask you that just a little bit just a little (laughs) bit I was (laughs) I was but it's good I mean with with that Clemson game it just shows that Notre Dame that we you know we can pull out those tough games and even with North Carolina you know going in to North Carolina and you know going against a really good team and uh, showing up in big games I think that uh, Notre Dame has really shown the country that they're able to do that how big do you think that game was for for Notre Dame for Brian Kelly because you know this narrative has been created that Notre Dame has not won that big game in so long so to finally yeah. to finally get that how how crucial do you think that is in, in this program taking that next step I think it's real crucial I mean to to be the best you got to beat the best and uh you know to to win those big games you know you know whenever it is you you know to win those big games you have to do it and, you know, to get to the mountain, you know, you got to climb. So, all right. Uh, sure. Most likely it's Clemson in a rematch uh, on December 19th. And Trevor Lawrence should be playing in that game this time around. What do you what What do you think happens? What do you think Notre Dame's got to do to to win that game against Clemson in the rematch? Um, we're, we're definitely going to have to play. We can't give up as many points because, you know, uh, you know, we got to keep the points down. So. With that, I think we're just gonna have to keep rolling. Uh, you know, on defense, just kind of limit Trevor Lawrence. You know, lim- you know, get after him, get some sacks on him, put some pressure on him, make a move in the pocket. So I think uh, doing that and shutting down the running back. Do you, those are the big things. By the way, um, I put out a poll. What was it? The third week of the season that said, uh, yeah. "Will Notre Dame get all eleven regular season games in?" You immediately, emphatically said no. You were almost wrong, but finally, yeah. with the cancellation of the Wake Forest game, you are now going to be correct with the Wake game yeah. on December twelfth not being in. But are you amazed that that this much of the season has been able to be played? I really am. I really am. I I, I was I was a Scrooge at first, but I think uh, <laughs> I was a Scrooge. But I was trying to be realistic, but I was wrong. So guys, I, I was wrong. I was wrong. But uh, but they they done a great job. I think you know. When it comes to you know WNBA hockey, everybody's done a real good job with you know as, as best as they can when it comes to the virus and being able to play sports as well. All right, finally, do you think this team has what it takes to win the national championship? I think we do. I think we're a complete team. I know, um, you know, like I said, we'll see when we match up, but uh, I think we do. I think we have what it takes, and I think uh, after the ACC championship, we'll really show everybody if we are for real. All right, I said finally, but I actually have one more. When you no, do, it's all good. I love talking with you. It's all <laughs> when when you do come back on campus. I w- I always ask like asking this question: When you come back to campus as an alum now, 
what are the what are the spots you got you you feel I, I gotta go I gotta go I have to go to these couple locations when you're back on campus go to the grotto uh, gotta go to Soren Hall always gotta go back to the campus you know just hang out and just see who's if anybody barbecuing on the front <laughs> um so when you walk the store, obviously, you know, the God quads right there. So being around there is awesome. All right, Cap. Well, I appreciate sure. I appreciate you jumping on and chatting with us. Good luck at uh, at Fanatics. And uh, you're still always one of my favorites. You're going to go down. Oh, yeah. You're you're in that phase five. I don't think you're <laughs> I ever appreciate gonna, it. I don't think you're ever dropping it. out of that phase five. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. Always great talking with you. And again, congratulations on the newborn. All right, not, not not let's not get ahead of ourselves, Cap. Not 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 no kid yet. Still a couple months away from from the kid arriving. But uh, by the way, John, my wife has informed me not to mention that Catherine Lewis Moore is one of my favorites ever again. So she said, <laughs> "I did, you did say it quite a few." times. I did, I did say it quite a few. I'm just emphasizing that he is. All right, uh, we're a little bit behind as always. Notre Dame Federal Credit Union has become the bank of choice for a great many Catholic parishes and schools in our listening area this fall. Notre Dame FCU will once again provide hundreds of thousands of dollars. To support these partners, including another $70,000 for the Marion Knights. Does your bank do that? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, you raise share values. Why not share in our benefits? All right, coming up is our game day sprint. We'll get you set for Notre Dame and Syracuse in the regular season finale. We're back right after this on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays on Redeemer Radio. We know you like football. So do we. We're TireRack.com, and this is our version of a two-minute drill, except it's only 30 seconds. TireRack.com has an enormous selection of tires. Not sure which ones to buy? Use our tire decision guide to find the right tires for your vehicle and the way you drive. Then get them shipped fast and free on all orders over $50. Shipping is in as little as one day. Free. TireRack.com ships to independent, recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Touchdown! Welcome back on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Angel Carlo, John Brock back with you here. Our game day sprint to kickoff before Notre Dame and Syracuse in the regular season finale for both teams. And Notre Dame looking to clinch the outright ACC championship with a victory today over Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse not good, John. 1-9 on the season and their offense is pretty awful. Yeah, I mean, there's no question about that. In one and nine, you only have one win, and it's over Georgia Tech. I mean, you don't. That that's definitely not not a good team there. Uh, I mean, their offense has been able to score a little bit. Their defense what? definitely. They're did. they're a averaging seventeen points a game. They're not scoring anything. That's why I said a little bit, not a <laughs> lot. They they've been able to score a little bit, but the defense definitely much stronger on this team. But. Still not that great. Definitely just a weak team for for the Orange all around. All right, uh, let's hear from Brian Kelly. Uh, the emphasis on Syracuse defense. Hey, they're they lead the nation in takeaways with twenty two. Defensively, uh, playing six freshmen, you know, three true freshmen, three redshirt freshmen, uh, and very impressed. Um, it's a uh, three three five base that can get into four down. They're athletic. They're fast. They play with toughness. Um, they they take the football away. Um, they played their best football against the top offenses in in the ACC. Uh, they get your attention. You watch this defensive football team; they're going to be really good. Um, and they have some good players, and they have some veteran players. I mean, Williams has been there, um, played us in in uh, 
in in uh, I think it was at 18 that we played them. Uh, seven, yeah, 18. When we played them in 18, uh, you know, uh, Black has been there. Uh, th those are good defensive linemen, but their linebackers are young and athletic. The secondary, uh, they got two very good corners. All right, that is Brian Kelly on Notre Dame's defense. Yes, they have good corners. They have a decent defense. But outside of that, they're not good, and that's the bottom line. John, what's uh, what's your prediction on what happens today between Notre Dame and Syracuse in the regular season finale? Syracuse has All a, right. a pretty uh, good Now I have your kicker. mic on. Uh, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. I Sorry. think Syracuse, I mean, they've got a pretty good field goal kicker, which I think is going to get a little more action today than their uh, scoring with their offense will. And, uh, and I think Notre Dame's – struggling a little bit on the offensive line with all those injuries and and of course Syracuse's defenses I mean they lead the nation with 22 takeaways so I think Notre Dame's going to score a little less than expected Syracuse might get a couple field goals I'm going with 45-13 Irish with the win all right I'm going to go 50-7 to if my alma mater gets within three touchdowns I'll, I'll be pretty happy all right John thank you very much for joining us this morning I was happy to do it. Thanks for having me. All right, that'll do it for Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays, Notre Dame FCU, where Bank does matter. Reminder, with the Irish on the bye next week, we'll take next week off as well. We'll be back with you for Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays in two weeks to prepare for the ACC championship game. Kickoff between Notre Dame and Syracuse at 2.30. We close our pregame the same way the Irish close their pregame in prayer. Hi, this is Father Nate Wills. I'm a Holy Cross priest, a faculty member at Notre Dame's Alliance for Catholic Education, and one of the chaplains to the Notre Dame football team. This is a prayer that the players pray together at the end of our pregame Mass. Let us pray. Grant, we beseech you, O Lord our God, that we may enjoy continual health of mind and body, and by the glorious intercession of Mary Our Lady, May we accept the joys and trials of this life and someday enter into eternal happiness. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Go Irish! This has been a presentation of Redeemer Radio Sports. Thanks for joining us for Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Enjoy today's game.